Well, right before this Christmas break, it seems like we got a few things to talk about. Uh, we have Sony finally releasing some uh, plates now. Uh, we also have some new Splinter Cell uh, information and uh, Peter Molyneux getting into NFTs. We got some things to talk about. So uh, let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the We Love Gaming Podcast. This is episode 82. I'm your host, Gali Sovereign, and of course, I have these two young fellas with me, Mark Araya and Sir Knight. What is good, my fellas? What's going on? Yo, what's up, what up guys? Fellas? How was you guys this week? My week was good. Uh, it was busy, but, you know, a little closer to the holidays, so I'm excited to see, you know, family and friends. How was you guys' week so right. far? Yeah, mine was busy too, man. Like this is the last week um, of school before we go on winter break, and so I was trying to get lots of stuff done. I'm happy to kind of be over. I probably still maybe got a couple of things I might need to do during the break, but for the most part, I'm I'm off, man. So it's nothing but nice. smiles over here. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, man. Uh, my week wasn't really too busy. It was actually the most boring fucking week I've had in a long time. Uh, <laughs> I was just counting the clock. I was just steady looking at the time. Waiting to get done with that damn week so I could finally be on break. Um, decided to take a few days off before, like, my, you know, regular work schedule uh, break and stuff like that. So I'm officially off work for, like, two weeks. So I'm just fucking, nice, I'm man. chilling, man. I'm chilling. Um, I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped. As, as far as, like, the games or whatever, since I had some time and whatnot, um, I've basically been on that uh, that um, Halo campaign for, like, yeah. two all the time. Yeah, yeah, I've been playing it pretty tough. Like, um, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, it's got it's definitely not what I feared it was gonna be, Ray. You know, with that with that uh plane yeah. taking off and starting yeah, a new mission. So, man. I didn't think yeah. so. Yeah, so after after that part, I was able to it basically allowed me to like, you know, summon a warthog or or a mm -hmm. mongoose or whatever, and then start exploring. So I just been going through um and then just doing that. Uh it seems like there's like a little a little area to to go into and they kind of force you to like do the story and whatnot so that you can kind of like keep progressing and stuff like if you want to get to a certain area and everything i feel like the spartan cores are like really spaced out like i at first i thought like oh i'm gonna get like a shit ton of spartan cores and, and and load up but then they started to thin out like after you get out of that like first little main area then it starts to thin out so it's kind of like they they say like hey you know beef up your your um your grappling hook, grappling hook. you know beef up your shield a little bit yeah dude the grappling hook is it's nice OP, man dude. i think it's amazing I don't know about you, like Ray. Have you played a uh, Halo campaign like past what we had talked about last week? Yeah. Okay. Not so quite and, not as far as you guys have, but I played it. I played a few more main missions, and I, okay. I basically I just finished. Um, I got a little bit past. I did like another mission or two past killing the uh, invisible guy with the sword. Oh, in the tower. Ah, uh, okay. All right. And then what about you, Mark? You played like a whole lot. I'm about where Golly Sovereign is too. Okay. Where 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 you are, Garly? Where are you got? Where are you at? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Sir Knight. I, I passed the oh, tower okay. with an invisible dude. Oh, okay, so you're and, about where I'm at. And I just been exploring, trying to get all of the. How do you pronounce it? The Mojir, 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 Mojir. I'm trying to get right? yeah. all the cosmetics because it's cool because you can use them in multiplayer. 
So I'm yeah, that's all that. they're good for. That's yeah. what I was kind of like, you know, disappointed in. It's like, okay, I, I guess they want you to play through the campaign, but I'm like, I'm never going to use these bitches. Like, I'm not putting these suits on because I'm not playing multiplayer. So this Dude, is kind of like, it, it was like pointless for me. Yeah, I I know I know it's probably uh, more solid or whatever than like you know uh, uh, Call of Duty or, or Battle Battlefield or whatever. But like I'm just not a big fan of the multiplayer. So to me, the loner shits like I just if I if I'm buy them, I'll get them. But I'm not going out my way to find them shits on the map. You know what I mean? Because they don't serve me no value as far as the campaign is concerned. So I just don't Dude, even waste my time with them. I cannot stand, man, that I'm stuck with two weapons. Like, it bothers me so It much. sucks. It's rough, it's dude. Because so you antiquated. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still getting ammo star. So now I end Ooh. up like, uh, yeah, I'm just like, fuck it, dude. I just toss a weapon. Once that bitch is empty, I'm grabbing a new one. And I'm just running around the map, whatever, grappling hook that shit into my hand and switch it out and, yeah. you know, and start busting because I'm going to die. I'm going to die like, trying to keep my shit. Like, I, like, I just can't is, hang with it. Like, I think I think that 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 whole two-weapon thing is, is actually probably a pretty solid point for, like, multiplayer. But I don't like it for a campaign mode. I wish it was a little bit more RPG for a campaign mode. I think yeah. I like the notion of, like, switching your gameplay on the fly for multiplayer, I just don't know if I feel like that should still be a thing in a campaign. Yeah, yeah I would even... Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I would even have liked it if it was something similar to like Resident Evil, where you had like a pack, a backpack size, and you just had to fit all of your weapons in the bag, you know what I mean? So like you yeah. can only carry a certain amount of things. Like, you know, the weapons and the grenades or something like that. But like, I, I'm limited... You know, they, they kind of give you, like, maybe, like, four different type of ranged um, things. Like, you know, like a couple of grenades uh, of different types or whatever. But um, I was going to ask you guys, like, um, as far as, like, your uh, your your secondary thing, your, your RB, your grappling hook, do you use, like, the thrusters or the... Uh, the um, the, the, the shield wall or anything like that? Or do you just use a grappling hook? Or have you guys even gotten any of those? For, for me, the grappling hook is so OP. I have, I'm using all my upgrades on the grappling hook. It's just like, mm -hmm. dude, it's when I lower the cooldown, when I stun people, it's just longer range. Like, it's so good, man. Like, because the only guns I use, I haven't had any ammo starving issue. I use the mangler and I use the sniper. That's the one I was so, telling oh, you. Oh, so you use the pistol? The revolver. It's like a yeah, because it just takes, it's only, you only need to kill, to kill anything pretty much. It takes one bullet from the mangler and a melee because the mangler right. the melee the mangler does a little bit more uh, yeah, melee damage it has a blade. Yeah. So what I do is for like brutes or any hard enemy, I grappling it to stun it. I get one headshot and one melee by the time I'm close enough, and I kill anything with one bullet. So I love that combo. And then my secondary is a sniper because I love snipers in mostly all games. So you know if I'm going into a base. I'll, I'll just, you know, pick off the, the, like, you know, if there's someone on a tower or someone high up, I'll pick everybody off, and then I'll just go in with a mangler and destroy everyone, so. But it's just I would say, like, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Mark. my final thing is, I kind of wish that there was maybe an upgrade tree to kind of upgrade your arsenal, maybe to have a third weapon, higher ammo reserves, more grenades, but it might trivialize some of the boss fights. That's the only thing I could say, because unless they added really cool mechanics, uh, the boss fights are just kind of eh in this game, in my opinion.
But I think I think that would be a good answer to what I'm trying to say is like I think like um so I like the mingler too and I sniper rifle sounds good too but I like having an energy weapon you know but but yeah I use I the energy feel, sniper yeah the energy sniper that's what I had to feel my offhand as well so those are the exact rifle. two weapons I used um but and I use the grappling hook to stun and I yeah I put every point in the grappling hook to decrease the cooldown I want it to be almost like every enemy I can just kind of like stun kill stun kill and it's like wow this is crazy. <laughs> But I, I just feel like I get burnt out because there's nothing else except to just shoot the same guns. And I wish there was just a little bit more depth, whether that be what Mark just suggested, like a talent tree. Like, so for instance, in Bioshock, I really liked the shotgun, but it was really fun because I could upgrade it and it added like new, it added new ways of using the gun. You know, it just made it more enjoyable to continue using that same gun. Like to ask me to keep using the same gun for like the whole game is just like a it's almost like a slog to kind of like get through a campaign when there's nothing fun like that to also kind of push me along or give me a bigger arsenal like what mark like what my godly was saying where i can like look through my bag and swap arsenal and try and you know and save it you know and for later and pull it out later for a different situation i would like that like because the bosses like they're kind of a little bit of a coin flip on how they'll be like the first boss is a little bit more of a brute head on the second boss was like you know he was in a, he was in the shadows invisible i would probably change the weapon type that i use versus those bosses but i'm kind of stuck with kind of what i went in there with or whatever weapon happens to be on the ground you know at the time it's like it would have been cool if i had like some guns i had saved from the past to use in there but it's just i don't know i'm just i just i'm not happy with that with that model for, the, for a campaign. I'm not happy with that model. Which is, I think, the same exact problem with, with Call of Duty. I think they did the same exact thing. They give you no variety. They give you no um, nothing to chase. It's just they they, 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 rely, they rely too heavily on their shooting. That's fun. But there's just nothing else to chase. Which is why I just prefer, like, I prefer Destiny. I'd rather play Destiny 2, you know? Like, if I'm all gonna... those cool guns, and then you can just, like, choose to put, like, all of your time into, like, one gun and then have that one, like, you know, dope for you or whatever, but you have options, you know? Yeah, so, I love having options, man. You know, it's like, oh, cool, I'm going to switch to, I'm going to try this exotic for a little while, or I'm going to do this, you know, this exotic for a while, or this gun loadout for a while. Uh, I don't know, I just prefer that. Yeah, I, um, I, I just been, I've been having fun with the game, but it does, it, for me, it's like, you have to almost pay attention, like where you're gonna run into, because it's like sometimes I've I've gone into a boss fight and I'm just kind of stuck with like two random guns that I picked exactly. up, and it's like I gotta exactly, do what bro. I gotta do with these. That's what I'm yes, saying. I gotta bro. make it work. So yeah. you know, um, I've the the hard light guns have been like one of the the more fun like guns for me. Like they seem to hit hard, um, so I really like them. And then um, like I'll use the bulldog sometimes or. Um, you know, I really liked the, uh, uh, that one, that one little rocket launcher, uh, or grenade launcher or whatever that I told you guys about a while back. I can't remember the name of it, but, um, uh, it was, it was like a cool little gun to have, but you know, now it's just like, you know, I, I try to just get like whatever weapon, you know, I'm just out there on the field. Like, and if I can ride, uh, like a ghost or, uh, something like that, that's what I'm on. Cause mm -hmm. I could just, I could, I don't have to worry about loading, reloading, or they anything. Like I could just too. wipe out. Yeah, yeah I could just mm -hmm. wipe out a whole field with that. I think yeah. uh, there, there was like a, a area where I had like these two, like uh, I guess Spartan killers or something like that, 
And like, I was just on the ghost the whole time. <laughs> and I was able to just like, you know, keep maneuvering. They was, they was shooting the shit out of everything around me, but you know, the ghost is real versatile. So you could just slide and slink your way through the, the fields. And I was able to just chop them down slowly, but surely. But um, yeah, it's, it, there's like some, some other enemies where I feel like your time is just so consumed. And then it's like, Next thing you know, like I'm relying on the coils that are on the ground. Like I'm picking up all of them shits just so I can throw them because I need some type of ammo to throw mm. at these guys. Till I one of the guns that's on the floor. Hey, so do you melee at all? Do you melee at all when you're fighting? Oh yeah, hell yeah, I be meleeing, but melee don't kill everything. Like sometimes for them other the mother fathead dudes, the uh, you know, you gotta kind of pump into them or whatever, or you might have to hit them twice. Um, sometimes they take some extra shots. I'm not doing headshots every time, so I don't know if y'all just just mean with the aim, you know, just just headshotting every time. But like it, it take it takes some work for me uh, to to put them put them not down every time. Them. But but I I do I do aim for the head, especially with the yeah. angler. Like I'll be trying I mean, I aim the head for pretty the head. good. But yeah, it's not 100. percent No, of course not. I'm not yeah, 100 yeah. percent at the head, but that's definitely. That's why I like it. That's why I like the mangler because I feel like it's the quickest time to kill. The manglers, like, you get the head shots, so it's less forgiving. Like mm -hmm. other guns are more forgiving. You know, you can kind of like be sporadic with your aim or whatever. But if you are, you rewarded with the mangler. Like if you get those head shots, and you can just kind of like mow through guys pretty quickly. Yeah, but like you know, kind of like what Mark said. Like I, I just wish it had some type of a talent tree. You know, where oh, you could yeah, do like totally. faster reloading for like certain that. types of That'd weapons so or. Where it allows you to carry one extra weapon as like a bonus for going down a certain part of the tree or something, you know, something like um, uh, I've gotten all four of the uh the different uh suit upgrades that you could get, like that just basically give you another option for your RB button. Yeah. But the only one that I like using is the grapple hook. That bitch one. helps me traverse the land like fast yeah. as fuck. Um, yeah. And then it's just real versatile. I just I link into somebody that gets chopped. The place I run up, gunbutt like, him in the face, and then you know, and keep going. And and it's got like a quick recharge rate, so I can just keep hitting folks. You know, I can climb up a big ass mountain. You mm -hmm. know, I'm on I'm I'm on some like link type shit. You know, breath breath of the wild. Yeah. You know, just I just grapple hook. Mm -hmm. I fall down a little I, bit yeah. and recharge. I grapple hook some more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just keep climbing. Dude, I feel like so, Spider-Man like, sometimes, go. dude. I feel like yeah, I'm sure. playing Spider-Man because I'm literally using it like a web, web slinging <laughs> on every enemy, you know? Yeah, and it's nice, too, because, like, you could grapple hook uh, below an edge, and it'll just keep pulling you up. It'll and propel it'll you, the, the physics. Yeah, like, and the momentum will just send you up a little bit, and you boop right over the edge. <laughs> it's just start running, you know, and just get into the gunfights and stuff. So, it's so that's just it is, fun, It's but. a little silly. It's a little silly. Like, <laughs> Well, it's because it's low gravity on that shit, so you just yeah. – yeah, he's fine, but yeah, but I mean, if I could just do something to like make my uh, ammo capacity higher, or um, to allow me to like reload my weapons, like you know, twice as fast. I will say though, that like that, more like damage one, to my guns. One quality of life change they made was I do remember in past Halos, for energy weapons, you had you had to pick up a new energy weapon. There was no ammo to pick up. Where like mm. the the kinetic weapons in past, if you just run over them, you pick the ammo up. Mm. But you actually had to throw away your energy weapon and pick up a new energy weapon. This one, they actually, oh. if you run over the same weapon, 
They let just, they, they like actually that. recharge your energy weapons. So I was like, oh, that's right. really interesting because that was never part of the old Halos. So I appreciate oh. that, which is one reason why I like running around with like one, you know, kinetic and one energy because you could just kind of like you could just keep them forever, really. Yeah. Like they're really like I'm not really running too much into the same problem you are, Godly. Um, mm. I pretty much can find it, like, because it's like when a brute drops their gun, it's like it's like your whole entire reserve is filled like it's a lot of rounds they give you you know but i'd be stealing the brute's gun as soon as they drop them shits <laughs> that's, that's the major gun yeah yeah well because i'm talking about like uh the the big the big ass ones with all the shielding on them that take uh, that one gun that like pumps out like three or four shots that one uh there's like another hard light there's like two hard light guns one's I a just, shotgun. i just I, I need more game i need more than just gameplay man Mm. like in my games i just need more than that um, yeah i would like i would like a little solid uh character development yeah exactly if i could develop my dude uh, if i can make master chief a little bit more boss um you know i feel like all of those shield upgrades wasn't really shit like i feel like they was cool but they wasn't really like doing it for me you know what i mean they yeah, didn't I was make feeling me, that like, way, like or whatever when i saw the other options like you like you mentioned the shield and stuff i was yeah. like dude like I feel like once I, I get to? enough things to max this grappling hook out, this is just going to be no more fun That's to it. collect these Spartan things because I don't care about the other things. So it's like the fun's now over. The hunt is, is over. Exactly. They didn't, they didn't do a good enough job, man, making the other suit upgrades fun. Yeah. I like trying to collect the cosmetics because it's really dope um, using them in multiplayer. Uh, yeah. The poses are pretty cool. The poses are pretty dope. Um you know the the armor the shaders are cool i got like a blue camouflage one that was pretty sick looking um so i don't know i really like the collecting aspect it, it has me going around the map i'm trying to complete every i i, I totally can understand that from a multiplayer but perspective but i just don't really play multiplayer so it's zero there's money. there's one thing though that i think trivializes the game that i really don't like so when anthony. i push z hey what's up anthony um, dude, but when I push Z on the keyboard, I don't know what it is on the controller because I just play on the PC. But when you do uh -huh. the scan, dude, that like kind of trivializes the game mm. to me. I hate it because you could see everything. You can find everything. And the collectibles, they're a different color. So I literally, yeah, I used to like look on the map, but I just push Z. I'm like, I see through walls. Like it's a little bit too overpowered, dude. And you don't even need to pay attention to the story. You just push Z. Boom, all the objectives are orange. You see the little lines. I'm like, yeah. all right. So at yeah. first I was like trying to listen, trying to figure it out. But now I'm just like spamming that button. I think Ray might have said that before. He was spamming it just to see where the markers were going. But uh, yeah, dude, yeah, that's I so weird. I don't think that it should show you collectibles in it, you know, in my I, I opinion. Thought, I don't I mind that, dude. I thought the cooldown should be a little longer on it. Yeah. The cooldown should but, be. Uh, you could spam the but, shit yeah. out of that. But you could just uh, you could do it 100%. Mm -hmm. I don't mind um, the the uh, the sonar or whatever showing you some of the stuff at because it kind of just helps you find it quicker and then just move on. Uh, but I mean, you hear the you normally hear that little uh, pinging sound when you're like yeah, close by something or whatever. But yeah. no, it, it does it for like the audio logs and all of that stuff. Oh yeah, I haven't yeah. found I haven't found one skull yet, man. I've been through three of them uh, main areas and stuff like that, and and I haven't found not one skull, but I saw that when you have the skulls, if you use a skull, it stops like all of your um, achievements or whatever. So I was like, okay, well, I don't need it. You know what I mean? I'm going to just finish the game. 
would have yeah. it. I just if I haven't come across before. one, I'd come across one. But yeah, yeah I don't else? know. Um, as far as right now, I I haven't had anything else uh really to play. You know, because I, I ransacked all those things. Dude, I didn't buy Kenna yet, man. I, I needed did. to buy Kenna. Yeah, Would you did it. you get it on the PSN sale that, that 27 bucks or what? Yeah. Okay. When nice, you told yeah. me about that, I went and snagged it. You had scooped that shit up quick. I mean, man. I would have paid 40 for it, like we said. Yeah. Um, so yeah. when I could get it for 27, I was like, that's that's a no-brainer for me. Right. I think so I might I, I might try to scoop it up too. after I finish uh uh Halo up. But are you have you played it at all? Yeah. How you like a few hours into it. Okay. Uh, I like it. It's really good. It's really beautiful. It's, it's actually really close. It's really close. It's not quite though, but it's really close to triple a quality from an indie studio. Um, Mm. It's just lacking in some areas. Like the combat is a little bit uninspired. It's kind of, kind of, it's just kind of boring a little bit. It's not bad, but it's not, not good either um it's a little bit of a mess when it comes to like all the different little things that you can do to interact with the world i I wish it was more pikmin like like i thought it was it's not it's not as pikmin as i wish it was like the little little guys i mean maybe i'm not far enough into the game yet but i feel like i could just play the whole game if i wanted with just my staff hitting everything like i don't really even need to use the guys oh so they're not as useful I have to use the guys to um, cleanse the zone, but when I'm like fighting and do interacting, I don't really have to use. I honestly don't have to. Like I can, but it's not necessary at all. Like I could just basically dodge and attack, dodge and attack, <laughs> and you and you hit really hard. So I, I don't know. I just feel like the little guys aren't utilized as much as they could. Like they're mm-hmm. adorable. They're well designed, um, interesting characters in the world. Um, I think they they utilize them well as far as like when they pop up in the world and stuff. It's really yeah. imaginative. Just them being utilized in the gameplay is pretty lacking. And like they they have like there's like this flower that blooms, and then you can make your guys go to like their primal form, and then in that primal form you can um, like break down some of the corruption or whatever. But okay. I'm like in my mind, it's like that seems unnecessary. Just make the guys be able to break down the corruption. Like give them ability that I have to earn, and I'm not the biggest fan on how like you level up in the game. Like you get no experience, nothing from combat. Mm. So it's another one of those games where you like get you're not rewarded at all for combat. You're basically rewarded for just exploring only, just oh, exploring. So when you explore and you find another little rot, you know, partner, that's mm-hmm. like a, a an experience point, and like that's how you level up. Okay. And it's like, dude, man, I would have rather. And also. There's like multiple different currencies. So the little dudes are like your experience. You find them under rocks and stuff. And you find like chests that have like uh, little cosmetics for your dudes, hats. Right. Like every chest is basically hats. Uh, There's like nothing for you. So it's not that makes them stronger. It's just. Yeah, it doesn't make them stronger. It's just purely cosmetic. Okay. And then there's like crystals that you can collect. You're like, oh, yeah, crap ton of crystals. When can I use these? Like, come mm. to find out, pretty much all you can use them on is just to buy those cosmetic hats. <laughs> okay. And then, there's, and then there's karma. So whenever you, like, feed your little guys or whenever you um, fix, like, a broken statue, mm-hmm. that gives you good karma. And then that's, like, your points for, like, your talents. 
so mm. you could dump your karma into talents. So that's that's the way. So like it's just there's not enough meat there when it comes to once again like the RPG elements that I wish there was a little bit more meat there. Um, okay. But the world and it's also I feel like it's a tease, man. Like right when I got like through the first zone and like you kind of see the world, uh-huh. you almost get like a little excited, like oh dude, is this gonna be like a nice wide open world that I can kind of like just explore? And it's yeah. not. It's pure. It's linear, linear as fuck. Pure, yeah. Damn. Wow. Pretty much, dude. Like okay. linear. Just so maybe linear. they just all about the story. Yeah. So it does it have a good story, story at least? Nah. No. The story is really lame. So mm. what's good about it? The sound, the music, um, the artwork, the, the visuals, just beautiful. For mm-hmm. an indie game, the visuals are incredible. I think okay. we were right to pick that one in our when we were going through. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Um, I think but that is incredible. Cool. What they were able to do visually for um, an indie game is just incredible. Nice. Um, but in, in other areas, it's just mediocre. But it is very pretty, so it is fun to run through the world. Like I look forward to just looking at it again. Um, and the uh, character models are really, really pretty as well. Like um, Kenna is just you know an incredibly well built model. Um, she's a likable character. Um, but it's just, um, it's good, but it's not like a masterpiece. Like I was really hoping, but in some ways it's beyond it's what it should be. It's beyond what it should be in some ways. Okay. All right. Well, I'll eventually, uh, give it a go, you know what I mean? And, uh, get Mm -hmm. a chance to play it. Like I said, I'll probably end up playing it after I've, uh, finished up Halo, but you know, I guess we'll have to see because I mean, it's it's gonna be 2022, the the year of a shit ton of games. So, yeah, we're gonna have to, uh, you know, we'll have I'm gonna have to uh, pivot and adjust and see what ends up on my backlog or not. But yeah, man. So uh, yeah, so like I said before, um, we got a lot of things to talk about uh, on there on the the list of stuff that we got. Um, just to let you guys know, we got the uh, the Patreon link is going to be somewhere in the description uh, down talk below. About, talk um, about backlog, man. Like, I am so jealous after hearing how much you liked Village. I'm mm-hmm. so bummed that I didn't get to play that this year. Yeah, man. I mean, you still got time, bro. You got like a whole week before Christmas, man. And, you know, it's a couple of days right. after that. That's so true. That's true. You could, I'm telling you, you could dedicate a whole weekend to uh, – to finish in biohazard and then another weekend right after that to to eight, you know what I mean to village and, and knock them out. It's just, it's easy. Like I put I put like a solid like maybe thirteen in each of them. So you know what I mean. You could do that a couple hours today. But yeah. So um, for the first topic, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, Splinter Cell. Um, it looks like that uh that remake um got like a little trailer going for it and um this sucker looks like uh well that's that's the splinter cell remake there were there was uh something else wasn't there a new splinter cell game that they were talking about too yeah yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a remake of uh the original splinter cell yeah okay and then i know that there was some uh some talks uh rumors about it um because ubisoft is making it um that it was gonna be like open world on some like uh uh, Assassin's Creed type shit or something like that, but it seems like that those rumors aren't true, right? No, they came out and said it's not going to be open world at all. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, a linear game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might have it might have been a little crazy, anyways, to have uh, 
you know, uh, Splinter Cell, you know, running around all over the uh, the world and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I was gonna I, I'd be wondering you, how you would do that. Yeah, how does that even work? How does a Splinter Cell game work in open world? I don't know. I mean, he's never used, Sam has never used a vehicle ever before. You know, it's always new location drop-offs, you know what I mean? And then going to the next area. So I feel like maybe if your one mission had to deal with like a city or like a building, you know, perhaps then maybe it'd be something different, but he ain't, he ain't, uh, he, he's not Batman. He's not Spider-Man. You know what I mean? He's not web slinging across, you know, uh, you know, a whole city right. or whatever. He so he'd have to do everything on fit. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a slow and meticulous kind of game. Yeah. Right. So I feel like the only way to do it would be like some big ass building, you know, and you're just taking down like a whole corporation or something like that. And you're basically like, it'd be like a tower climber or something, you know, you work your way up, you know, the floors or whatever. And maybe it's like amazed the way you got to do it. Or like, you know, you, you turn it into like a Metroidvania or something, you know, where you need certain items, you know, you're kidnapped, you're put in the bottom uh, of the, the tower in like a jail cell you break your way out and then you have to retrieve all of your gear that you used to have or something like that while you take out the people or something. I don't know, but I, I definitely couldn't see it really being like an open world like that. I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting because it that would mean, or at least I would think it would mean a lot of gameplay with Splinter Cell. But at the same time, I think it would be too much. No, I like the direction they're going. I think Splinter Cell is more of like a stealth puzzle solver. Than like yeah, exploring. and the story or whatever. It's yeah. not about exploring, man. Like it's no. about trying to solve this this you know puzzle. How do I get by all these guys? Like what can I do? And the developer right. said that the goal is to have every square inch of the level. Like that's crazy that they use the word square inch. That means yeah. like almost every little aspect um, is something that you can have a you can directly make a choice or directly impact. So that's like, cool. That's definitely more the direction that I think. I would want them to go with this game. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see like some updated game because this ain't this ain't the remake, right? If they if this was the mm -hmm. remake, then this should they're just be talking just about the original as, uh, Splinter Cell and right. um, you know the changes they're going to make to it. They have no footage yet. They, they say right, it's in right, the right. earliest form of development right now. So okay. Yeah, because if it looked like this, I'm like, God damn, this is GTA trilogy all over. No, again. this is the OG one. This is not the OG one, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I figured that. So yeah, so it'll <laughs> this is a sham, dude. Yeah. Hey, this is on the switch, guys. Relax. This is on the switch. Oh, it's perfect. It'll run like a meeting on the switch. <laughs> But but uh, it'll be definitely interesting to see uh, finally like a more uh, polished like um, you know idea or whatever going out you know like uh, some type of a trailer or something or maybe a little bit of gameplay or whatever. So I'm definitely uh, looking forward to it. It's been like a long ass time since I played these, so I probably wouldn't remember everything about it. I might remember some things, but more likely I'm not gonna remember everything. But I hope they also price it accordingly. If it is a uh, well, if it's a remake, it should yeah, be like price. a new story or something like that, right? If it's a if it's a remake, now if it's, it's a remaster, that's a different thing, though. 
a remake yeah. means like yeah they're rebuilding it from the ground up so yeah yeah, yeah. so that might be where it's like a regular yeah yeah that, that might be like you yeah. know on demon souls type of you know territory right. or whatever right exactly. so I'll, I'll have to see what it is then but um but yeah or man like so let's go Dead space remake right or yeah exactly like the dead space remake. Yeah. Yeah. um but uh let's go ahead and move on to the next topic playstation is finally deciding to drop their damn plates and it comes at the same time that they decide to open their uh their catalog of controllers um i thought this was interesting because uh you know like mad podcast ago we had talked about like d brand doing their uh plates motherfuckers on etsy uh selling all kinds of different plates that they've uh 3d printed and stuff like that and um d branding had actually caught a lot of flack um for their stuff because uh playstation sent them like a cease and desist i think they tried to sue them d branding was like nah f you uh you don't have your shit patent so then they said ha we got our shit patent now so you gotta change your shit so d branding was like ah you ain't get us because we gonna go ahead and like have fans on this bitch and take off a little tip you know around it off or whatever and so uh they you know they they tried to play the game and they still was able to to put out their uh revamp uh plates and stuff like that but sony's like hey man we coming full force with it now so you can get the magic controller and the uh and the plates but yo you said you guys see them prices man it's like 50 hey, bucks for, for it's a 54. set of 54.99 so I, yeah, I, think, I think that's i think that's okay i think anymore we're getting into kind of expensive pieces of plastic but i think 55 bucks you know, sixty dollars out the door after tax. I think that's reasonable, in my opinion, personally. I feel like I, that shit should have been thirty, man, or like a bundle set or something that you sell with. They the probably control. will be thirty, you know, on sale and stuff. Um, but Ray, I, you I, gave I, me a look, bro. You think these shouldn't be thirty dollars for some? Thirty? No, I don't think thirty. I think they're five dollars overpriced. I would expect them to get try to get fifty for these. I mean, if they're gonna get seventy bucks for a controller, then kind of entirely changing the way your ps5 looks for 50 bucks makes sense to me but you're, you're talking about like a whole a controller though you're talking about gadgets and gizmos and and uh, electricals you know things and stuff like that we're talking about face plates bro like two plastic pieces that you could just pop off and put on and you're yeah, talking about you cool with 50 not much different right in my mind i have a controller right now why am i getting the red one strictly for color that's just a plate like I'm going out and I'm buying a whole new controller, like strictly just to change the color of it. I feel like it's the same kind of concept. Well, it would be it would be different if like you buying a whole electronic item. So yeah, you bought it for the color, but it's its own electronic entity. Like it has power and all of that shit. It serves as a second controller for somebody else to play along with that other one that you originally got. This is the it literally serves no purpose but to look. Regardless of the reason why you bought a controller, right? The controller serves a purpose besides just a look. These know, plates but, hold no purpose. <laughs> but it's like, I feel like you just say what I'm trying to say. Because um, you, you said regardless of the reason why you buy a controller. I'm saying that's the whole, it's the same thing. It's the same branding. It shouldn't be regardless of the reason why. Like the, I'm just saying the reason why um, you buy the controller with the new color is for the color. And so in my mind, this is a similar thing. Um, this is very similar to me. You, you want to buy your plates. This is even a bigger transformation 
in in um, style than your new controller is. Um, I don't know. I think fifty. I think fifty is fine when you're yeah. completely transforming the way you're. <laughs> yeah, because um, you spend on decals in the past. You know, decals for let's say a switch for your dock and your console, or just any other. You know, they always charge thirty bucks for stickers for decals. So mm-hmm. fifty bucks ain't too bad. Do you guys remember the that they used to sell authentic? Um, PS4 plates. Did you guys ever follow those? Whenever there was a game that came out, like Bloodborne or Little Big Planet, they had an official <coughs> faceplate for sale. Do you guys remember those? There were only half of the console. They were only over the hard drive portion. Well, anyways, they used to sell those for twenty-five bucks a pop, and they would always sell out. Um, so that's this, a reasonable uh, price, twenty-five dollars. I know, but a- but consider this: it only covered one fourth of the console. It was only that shiny part of the PS4 over the hard drive. This is the front and the back. So I think, you know, I, I think. But it was also because that that panel was like quarter pieced, wasn't it? Like it was two pieces on the top and then a whole piece Correct. at the bottom, whatever, right? Correct. So, so just for it's like because it's so many different pieces, I could see them only. I guess only selling you the one piece that like, hey, you take this off and move this. You don't really fuck up the system too much. But I mean. You know, these are like two solid, you know, slabs. Or yeah, whatever. that's what I'm saying. The I, price makes sense to me because for one fourth of your console, it was twenty five bucks, and now it's the full front, full top and bottom for fifty five. Ten percent of the console, roughly. I think, I think that's a good price. You know, in my opinion. So yeah, and I think like um, kind of like what Mark is saying. Like, it's not about like function, right? It's about you know. It's just the notion of transforming the way your console looks like that's what you're paying for. And I think a lot of people like cosmetics, man. Like people will buy um, a crappier car just because they like the way it looks more or they like just the color. And it's like, yeah, but I feel like what Golly would be saying, yeah, but it has, you know, an engine that's been rated poorly. Why would you want that? Because people really care a lot about how something looks, you know, like that's why people pay a lot more for the Jordan brand, when you're telling me that the Jordan brands probably don't cost a whole lot more to make, they probably cost a little bit more, but not a whole lot more to make than the Payless shoes, you know, do in the Payless shoe store. But people are paying a whole heck of a lot more because it's a style, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, you know, uh, you're transforming the way something looks. So I, I'm excited because. I, like I said, I just feel like they are trying to fleece us like an extra five bucks. I don't. It just feels like you know they're overpricing it just barely, you know, and because it's just barely overpriced, we pay it. But they're definitely trying to squeeze. I think every little dime they can for absolutely sure. But thirty seems definitely <laughs> low to me. Thirty seems really. That seems really cheap. Yeah, well, I guess I guess I'm the only one uh, on this uh, on this topic that feels like this is like way overpriced. But I mean, I guess it is what it is. Um, like I I like the controllers and stuff like that, and having the other options and things. But I ended up buying two controllers already, so I'd have to like for me, I'd be like, okay, well, I gotta sell like one of my OG controllers to try to get you know one of these new controllers or something like that. Because I don't necessarily have a need for three controllers or whatever. And for these plates, like my PlayStation sits behind me. I rarely ever look at it 
So that that uh, cosmetic um, customization that I did to it is going to be enough for me. I wouldn't pay nothing uh, over like 30 bucks for this, maybe 35. Uh, so if I happen to catch a red one on like some Black Friday sale next year, then so be it. But if not, my shit going to stay with the WLG tags on it because I, I just can't see paying 50. I see paying, you know, unfortunately 60 or whatever something for a controller. You know, because it's a controller, but, you know, it's just like, damn, 50, but hey, you know, to each their own. But, no, uh, but so, I mean, all right. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, yeah, because you're buying a controller. I know it has more function, but, you know. I feel like the people... price is justified because it is a controller. You know what I mean? Like a plastic faceplate being that much, almost as much as a game. Like, what? How? You know, it just sits there. But well, all for one is I, I wouldn't buy one of these ones. I'm gonna wait until um, they have artwork on them, like when they mm -hmm. release, like what Marco I was talking about when they release like God of War faceplates or special one, um, special Spider Man or something. Then you know they, those come buy too. those. You know, I'll yeah. buy those. Yeah, maybe like but a the, limited edition plate or something like that. Hey, but just remember, guys, the D brand plates were seventy bucks. If you bought them early, they're $59.99. So they're 70 they, now. That's the original price. But if you bought them early, like they're on sale right now. I don't even think they're shipping all the colors, but the regular price for them is 70 bucks. And Damn. I remember when we looked at that, we didn't really bat too. I mean, I don't remember any of us saying that was too much or too little. Shit, I don't remember even looking at a price. I just saw, hey, this motherfucker's making these plates. I didn't even look at the price, but I show it's a shit. Interesting to me, but these are cheaper than the third party ones. So the third party ones, I have a feeling they're going to have to be $49.99, $30, like Godly said. Yeah, they, because why buy those when you can buy the official for only 55 So this I'm is a smart. Saying, like, that's just strange to me. Like, that's the way cosmetics always work in society. Like, it's just a standard thing in the world. Like, people pay a whole What's heck of there? a lot more for the Versace or Coach when it's not that much better than in a standard leather purse. But they'll spend hundreds of dollars more because of a look or a style, strictly for a look. Like, this is nothing, like, that outrageous to me. Like, this is exactly what cosmetics cost. T-shirts, shoes, they're all way overpriced. You're telling me the t-shirts that we buy in American Eagle or anywhere are worth what you're paying? No way. They're worth they're worth nothing as far as like if you want to talk about the internals, what's actually going into it, because I feel like that's the argument you're making. Like the controller is designed not to be something that's necessarily cosmetic. It's designed to be something that functions as a controller. These are meant to be like a purse. Like they're meant to be a big um, a big cosmetic change. A style that's, I that's feel like, like standard in society to me. I feel like the, the argument you're making is is a little different because you're like you're you're talking about like different brands and stuff like that. Like why is Hanes better than Fruit of Loom or or whatever when they the same type of stuff or something like that? But uh I'm I'm saying like if there's like um if there's like a backpack. And then you have the backpack and then you have like a water bottle that you can buy from that same brand. And then you have a keychain that hangs on the backpack. The water bottle is $40 and the keychain is $35. Like you think that's like 
that's like, oh, that's cool. It's a keychain. It, it customizes my backpack. Like, you think that's a logical thing? Like, it's the the water bottle, whole water it's shit. Not the like, argument I'm making. The argument I'm making is that we overpay. We always overpay what something's worth if it's for cosmetic purposes. Yeah, but you were talking about like American Eagle, and then like I don't know if you said like Gucci or something like that. But you're paying yeah, for like I a said brand Versace name. And Gucci. Right, you're that's paying still, for the brand name at that. But I'm saying if you keep it in the same brand, then that's a different conversation. Because you know, there's like there's reasons as to why Gucci's gonna charge how much they charge. Besides the name, right? They're gonna they're gonna say that the quality of the item is a better quality than what you would get from Walmart. You know, that that Hanes T-shirt is gonna be a totally different comp. Uh, cotton than what you would have at, uh, as a Gucci button up or just a regular ass Gucci t-shirt or whatever. But I'm just saying like a Gucci belt being as much as a Gucci shirt or something like that would just be like, well, damn, it's, it's a belt. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> It doesn't even fully clothe you. It just holds something up. It shouldn't be as much as the shirt, but you know. Yeah, no. but uh, if, if you don't mind, I'm just going to change to one thing. This whole yeah. time we've been seeing this cosmic background and it's funny that the cosmic encompasses all the colors that are available. But we've been seeing this this cosmic color background for the controllers, for the headset. And yeah. it's just funny that it's actually all the colors that are available Combined. for the, uh, for the faceplates, you know. So Yeah. And they called um, that uh that red one the cosmic red or something like that. And uh, uh you know, you got your black. So you have the first two controllers that was there. So they were already I guess they were already planning on throwing all these colors out. I don't know what took them so long, though. They could have announced this shit when they announced the Cosmic Red and, and uh, the Black controller, the Midnight Black or whatever one. I think yeah. you charge <coughs> how big. I think the price of something, if, if you're talking just cosmetic versus cosmetic, is the price. The, the, what changes what something's worth is the impact it has on your outfit or whatever it is that you're trying to transform. Which is why I think a belt doesn't charge as much as the pants or the shirt do. Like, so if you were just selling clips for your controller, I bet you they would still charge you um, twenty bucks. They'd probably charge you twenty bucks just get like red clips. Bless like you. you could tra- you could pop the clips off and put new red clips on. They'd uh-huh. probably charge you twenty bucks still for that. But if you want to do your whole console, they double it, right? So it's fifty. That just makes sense to me. Cause like the 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 impact that the the plates are having on a cosmetic sense are massive compared to the impact um, plates on your controller are making. So I guess that would be my argument, like for your keychain versus a backpack. Like how 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 impactful is that style? People aren't going to pay as much for a keychain because the keychain isn't impacting their their brand or their look the same degree that that backpack is the accessory is going to be a big difference for how that impacts you know how they are rocking what they're rocking so that's more so like i think when it comes to like fashion and cosmetics how we determine value than like what it's made of or what's internally in it i don't think we ever go by that when it comes to cosmetics Mm. well to each their own uh for these you know if uh hopefully these aren't uh one of those things where they're like limited in stock Hopefully they're just like bountiful and you can get them like wherever and whatnot. Then maybe they'll eventually, you know, you might be able to snag one on sale. Or like, let me like ask that. you, Stone, see that, that design you have behind you, that PS4, like, 
would you pay 50 if you can get that style hypothetically right here? Now, would that be worth 50 to you? Would I pay 50 to get this? Yeah, versus just black or just red? Or say this, now, would you pay 50 if you only had a black one to transform it into that one? Would you pay 55 bucks? If you just had a regular PS4 Pro and you can upgrade to that for 55 yeah, I don't exactly. think I would. Or that too. Like if you had a PS4 Pro and uh -huh. for 50 more bucks, you can get that one. You have that red joint Spider-Man in the back for 50 bucks more. I would. It's, That's the same, it's the same one? Yeah. So you have this. You have a PS4 Pro because uh -huh. I believe that one behind you is a PS4 Pro. So yes, you have your regular PS4 Pro. Would mm -hmm. it be worth it to go for to spend fifty more dollars? Like, let's say you're shopping and you have a PS4 Pro and you have a PS4 Pro Spider-Man edition, you know, you know whatever. And I pay is. fifty dollars for the Spider-Man. Would, would you? I'll just bring fifty bucks more because I want that Spider-Man one. Mm, nah. I'll just pay. Not just the not just the console. Now, if you're telling me I can get the console and the controller, then yes, fifty dollars for a console okay, well, and the controller. It's the same thing. Does it make more sense to you though? Like, could you understand someone going down the aisle and going, I'm gonna spring 50 for that um Spider-Man? Like that conceptual point. Uh I mean, I I guess not a lot more to, to get a drastic change. I get people wanting to pay for it and stuff like that because they want, you know, they really, you know, like Spider-Man or whatever. But honestly, like I've seen mad PlayStations, you know, before I got this one. That you know had cool designs and stuff like that, but I never got one. You know what I mean? You see a slim. Some people feel like they got to get them drastic changes or whatever. But if it's doing the same thing, you know what I'm saying? I'm cool on it. I don't need it. The only reason that I even got this is because I wanted. Uh, I was going from a PS4 to a PS4 Pro, and I had always wanted to get a Pro. And I, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's the perfect time." Then you know, I can get this joint right here. It's red. I love red. So, you know, I'll get the upgrade. No, but I know you're other than that, hey, Marcus, let me ask you this. Would you pay, you would pay 30 for that? Would you pay 30 for the upgrade? Yeah, I'll pay 34. And I think that's a reasonable okay. upgrade. So, price. you just think 50 is too much. You would pay for the upgrade, but yes, you just, I would you pay for an pay upgrade, but $50 for a faceplate change is too much for me. Too much. What about 40? <laughs> 40's pushing it, dude. I might be looking for a GameStop five dollar coupon or something. For but you see the value. But you see the value in at thirty, though, right? You do see value at thirty. Chance. I just see it at least at thirty, which is why right. I said I would. I would pay for it at thirty. Thirty seemed like a reasonable price to switch up well, how I your mean, shit look, especially if you want me to buy multiples. Like you want me to buy multiples of these console things uh, at fifty. I'm thinking. I'm thinking the average person might buy one in their lifetime. But well, the only if you thing had if you had them at a cheaper price, I might buy them shits and just change them when my mood change. Yeah, like, ooh, I'm, I'm about to pick some hardcore. Let me put the red. Still, like what you're saying right now, we've never had. We've never what? really had the ability to just transform the way our console looks unless we bought the new special edition and rebought the whole console over again. This is like one of the it. first times where we're able to do that. So in the past, if you wanted to have that sweet Spider-Man joint in the back. You'd have to hash out another 400 if you wanted yeah. to do that. Now we can just do it for 50. I think that's totally reasonable. And 30 or 50, you are way overpaying the material value on that plastic. Of so in either way, not. you're being ripped off. So that's yeah, why, we, that's why like, we never look at cosmetics regardless on the material value. We look at cosmetics and how impactful they are. Right. I'm looking at it. Look. 
I'm looking at it as lube or no lube. I want lube. <laughs> so so charge me 30 for it. Give me the lube and charge me 30. I don't want the no lube price, man. I, I, I'm cool on that. I'm just saying you, you, I mean, you can't make the material value argument, though. Like you can't say, well, like no, the I can make value is cheap. Make... So therefore, because in either yeah. scenario, then we should just be paying five bucks for these things, four bucks. I can't make the material value um, argument on that, but I can That's make the argument. I saying. can make the argument as to uh, what deems it like valuable. Like I feel like a controller can charge sixty because hell, all the other controllers cost sixty. So you add a, a different color to it. And it's ten bucks more. Unfortunately, that's hey, what it but is. Marcus, but it's 10 bucks more. In in the faceplate's defense, you can't buy faceplates. So this is setting the the bar there. Right. If you want to look at if you want to look at the third market. party, if you want right. to look at the third party, the third party is actually more than this. So this comes cheaper than the competitor. And it's well, you ain't well. You're counting. You're counting only D brand. You're not counting Correct. Amazon or Etsy. I can find faceplates galore. Uh, Amazon motherfuckers is selling the faceplate with the little pieces for the controller and the bundle set for like $10, $15. So this stuff, you know what I mean? Hey, you must be looking at some cheap ones because I see them for like $20, 30 40 There's some cool Spider-Man ones for $60. If you, even if you're paying 30 for it, my guy, you're getting the controller piece with it. <laughs> and if you're paying 30 for it, it's the price that I said. You know what I mean? That I'd be willing to pay. But it just seems like it just seems like the pricing isn't meant for everybody to go crazy on it. It's meant for like a oh, if you just don't want that white one, you could up, you could change your your thing. But I I can't see somebody having a closet with like three or four extra plates inside oh, of I it. Can't. I just can't see that. Is nothing, dude. Mm. Y'all balling. I'm broke. I'm trying to get like y'all, man, because because <laughs> I want the extra money that I could just blow on some face plates. Dude, like, like I told you in the past, if you wanted to get the cool one, like you had in the back, you have to rebuy the whole damn console. Yeah, like, so I now you can. Now you can. So that's why you would never do it unless you was like that type of person dedicated to like I'm gonna just hash out the whole four hundred and just be collecting shit. You know what I mean? I but know, but what I'm saying is now, what I'm saying is now, it's more like the average Joe can become a collector. Now the average Joe can collect all the different styles. For 50 bucks, you know, you can get a different style plate. You can do that now where you weren't able to do that before. So I'm saying it's become more affordable. This has made it more affordable for you to have a new console look without having to buy, rebuy the whole thing. Like with sure. the I guess I guess if you if you want to take the 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 look at it as like how much did it cost to have a a, a uh, exclusive console or uh, a limited edition console color, and how much does it cost now? If you want to look at it in that aspect, then yeah, we're doing great. This this shit is fucking dirt pennies to to what we used to have to do before. But right, that's what I'm, I'm not trying to pay them pennies. But let's go ahead and move on to the next topic, man. Uh, the next one is uh the pocket, the analog pocket, right? So it's this new little device right here, this little beauty. Looks just like a, a Game Boy, uh, what, a Game Boy Color or, or whatever, a Game Boy Pocket. So, uh, and this sucker plays quite a few games. So, tell us a little bit more about this, uh, Mark. Yeah, so pretty much out of the box, it's a 600 plus 
what is it, pixel per inch screen. It's 1660 by 1440. So although the screen is only 3.5 inches. Wow, it's 600 PPI. That's pretty good. Yeah, a little over 600 PPI. So it has a nice, nice screen. It plays over 2,000 games. So it plays all Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games straight out of the box. There's no mm -hmm. other uh, equipment needed. But if you buy additional cartridge adapters, you could play Sega pretty much all uh like, like the Game Gears and shit, all the handheld Game Gears, Neo, like any like to-go handheld game from our childhood, you can play on this device for just a couple extra bucks for getting the adapter. So, and also not only that, but this offers something that no other um, devices, it's not emulation, you're actually playing on the hardware. So you right. get true performance. If you put this side by side with the Game Boy, it's responding the same. Not only that, but you can pause. This has a pause feature that other you know devices didn't have. So you could put it into hibern uh, like a sleep mode, um, mm. and it supports a bunch of other cool things. Micro SD. It has like a lot of developer support. If you want to make games for this, you can. Um, yeah. It's just a really cool device that um, you know. I think it just it makes collecting retro games even better. Mm, so like a really dope resolution for this little screen. Oh, and I forgot to tell you one awesome thing. This docks. So you can buy an additional dock, and you can play this on a, a gaming monitor or on a TV up to 1080p. So nice. playing the, you know, I have a GameCube. I can play games up to 480p, Game Boy games. But with this, you could play up to 1080p. So that's pretty dope. Yeah. You could also make music with this thing. Like, there's just so many cool features of this, dude. Like, yeah. I just feel Make like this is... I want I'm pre-ordering this dude and um how much does just, it cost? It's 219 bucks. So it is kind of pricey. It is kind of pricey, but I just yeah, feel like see, it, I think But it's like the one console to like rule all your old school handhelds, yeah, you know, the it is like pricey. Like so many uh variable cartridges is pretty dope. Yeah, it is really pricey guys, but if you compare it to like a good condition like Game Boy SP Advance or the actual games itself it is comparable because a lot of this old pristine game, game Boy pockets and SPs and the games itself are really overpriced nowadays. So I would say they're able to just capitalize on that. That's what makes it frustrating to me is how overpriced the games are to get, which is why this is a little bit of like, I think it's a really cool piece of tech. I think it's gorgeous. I think they've done something awesome, awesome here. Honestly, I think they're going to sell a lot of these. I think they're overpriced though. For one, I can get an I can, I can get a switch light. So the reason why I think it's overpriced is because the current market, the current market for a handheld, for instance, like a, a, a switch light is 200 bucks. So I'm paying more than I would for a switch light. And I think the switch light is more tech than this. Um, and I can play modern games on it for cheaper than this. But I will say that this does have a niche in the sense that you can actually play the old games. There isn't really too many all that retro stuff yeah. to play the retro stuff. So that I is mean, so this if th this is the only avenue to that, then I mean you got to pay for the price of entry to get into yeah. that avenue. But right. I, it's so expensive to buy those old GBA games, man. Like, well, I think you probably have to go to like some. You probably have to go to like some uh, some yard sales or something and and come up on something big or. Or maybe like if they still have those little bins, you know how GameStop used to have those bins of all the like underpriced shit just like piled up in there and you could just like go nuts. Maybe if there was some store that had something like that, 
But yeah, I mean, now it's it's starting to become that vintage. So like people are starting to like say, hey, no, there's still value in these old cartridges and stuff like that. And this is just gonna make it so that there's more um, of a reason to it's charge a little bit more scarce, for the, these old ass yeah, it's like, gonna make the price is just gonna go up on cartridges with this. Yeah, thing. I seen I seen you know like uh, Pokemon Yellow, you know Game Boy Advance cartridges. Going for like you know, uh, almost like 60 70 bucks as if it was like hey, brand new. So, you mean you mean Pokemon Yellow for Game Boy? I yeah, still yeah, have yeah. a copy, I still have a copy in the box. It's like four, 400 bucks in the, in the box. Damn, well, yeah, I meant one, huh? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I'm collecting all the old games that I had. So, nice, yeah, dude, they're way overpriced. This is very niche item. Um, oh, another cool feature is this supports link cables. You guys remember those old link cables? <laughs> so it's yeah. just cool. You know, it, it's very niche. It's very overpriced. But I don't know. It's just something I want to have because I'm trying to collect a lot of the older stuff that you used to have as a kid. So yeah. I, I may not want to put mileage on my old Game Boy and stuff, but I wouldn't mind running this thing to the ground. You know what I mean? Because I don't see this really going up in value, but a Game Boy Advance, Color, all those, you know, those can go up in value over time. Yeah. Now, if we can only get something that'll uh, mess with this uh, Vita over here, you know what I mean? Or this PSP. That'd be nice. Yeah, I think it's gorgeous. I think uh, they designed it really well. Um, it is it is very niche. So this is for like a very select audience. Um, and that audience will pay for it. So yeah, they're not trying to sell this to the masses. So mm -hmm. it's not necessarily something you try to compare with the standard price, but it's like, oh man, I, I do think if it was if it was cheaper, they'd sell more of them now. Like if this was 150, 129.99, like think 129.99, like I think you'd sell like a grip of these things. Mm -hmm. And um, but once again, um, there's not really a lot of cartridges to go around for everybody, man. Like that's just um, but yeah, like nostalgia hits big. Like when I see this. Like this nostalgia hits hard, man. Like yeah. it definitely like makes me want to play it because the nostalgia hits so hard. But it's just like unrealistic, you know, for me. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so uh let's move on to the next topic, man. And this one I, I kind of felt was like a big one. Um, you know, uh cryptocurrency is is booming right now, you know. There's a lot of things going on in this world uh that are involving cryptocurrency and NFTs and all of that stuff. And, um, you know, there's like the metaverse and all these these games that uh, people are creating that, you know, you can actually uh, earn money or make money in these things. And it kind of reminds me of like, you know, how uh, people used to make money back in like World of Warcraft, like beginning days, you know, the miners and stuff like that, you know, farming all of that, that material and stuff and then selling it on some market and like, hey, meet me over here and uh, you know, or like exchange the stuff or whatever. But um, Peter Molyneux, who was the uh, the basically like the creative director uh, or like the head of Lionhead Studios, um, has come out with like a new game um, that's supposed to be like an NFT. But this one's kind of uh, interesting. It, it's it's like not like a regular game at least not yet anyways um but it's basically like he created all these plots of land and then he's selling all these plots of land uh i guess over the weekend 
And uh, each of these little pieces of land were bid on and whatnot, and they're going for like crazy prices. I mean, like like the the title says up there that it was one was sold for almost nearly nine hundred k. So he accumulated about fifty three million in total with these plots of land. But in order to play the game, you need a plot of land. So how do you get with this game? I mean, can you enter the world and just buy stuff? I mean, basically these people are buy these land, this land. And then once the game is finished enough to give them access, they'll be able to go in there, build the building up, put their brand on there and put their items on display. So these will be all NFT items and stuff like that. But I'm not sure exactly as to what, a gamer like you know you or I would even be able to do in this world, especially since all the land is gone now. You know, what do you guys think about all this? I, I think it's good, Arachnid. Go ahead, Mark. I would say you know this is all like uncharted territory stuff. Um, I'm I am so surprised that people are willing to drop almost a million on a plot of land. That is very shocking to me. But obviously, they're taking a big risk, right? They yeah. want to capitalize on. You know this look their own little marketplace and the name uh, and the name so you know there it's a big gamble because who knows what if every good game developer we know is starting their own legacy versions you know what i mean yeah. um who's to say that those ones will be more popular everyone's going to forget about this except for the guy that spent 900k uh, <laughs> i would just you know it's just it's hard to swallow and I, and I, I'm still learning about all this kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, I'm speculating hundred percent, but it just seems so risky to me. I would never spend a penny on anything in this crap right now, as of right now. Um, so it's just, dude, it's just surprising that people are dropping this kind of money. So I hope it works for works out for them. And I think we'll see a lot more of these stories coming soon by other developers that are trying to get their piece of the pie in this, in this way. So, yeah, I think um, so. This whole metaverse NFT thing is very interesting. I, I think it it, it may be it, it could potentially have. There's a potential for it to be the new frontier, in the sense of um, the next big um, cash cow to feed the American public, kind of like the internet was. I mean, something always, someone always seems to invent something or something always seems to come along. Um, mm -hmm. Something always seems to come along that bells us out and creates more wealth for us to continue growing. And we just always continue creating wealth as a society and just keep continuing to rise. The economy just continues to grow and you think there's a limit, but we always seem to come through with something to create more avenues, more marketplaces. And yeah. this is interesting to me because I think that gaming is here to stay. I don't think it's going anywhere. And because of that, this is not as risky as it looks, but mm -hmm. I'm partly with Mark. Like I have a hard time spending that kind of money on something that's virtual and not real, but I do know that gaming is here to stay in a lot of ways. And so I think it's not mm -hmm. as risky as it may look. And yeah. I also think that Molyneux might be the first big name developer who's announced their own thing, um, who's announced their own thing um in the metaverse i don't think any of the big names have i think all basically off-brand developers like indie type developers are, i think are the mm -hmm. primary ones that have built these metaverses right so Molyneux is kind of like the first big one and yeah. i don't know if i agree with arachnid that's going to be a bust dude 
if you can buy here, listen to this. Think about Fortnite. If you can buy a unique skin that's a one of a kind, and it's an NFT, dude, a lot of people are gonna want that. If you have like a marketplace full of like one of a kind, that's a big marketplace. Yeah, in man. my opinion, where people can buy and trade and sell. I think video games are so big right now. I think kids are growing up with video games. I think it's gonna become more and more part of society as a societal norm because kids are growing up with them. So as they become adults, it's going to be normal. Gaming is going to be normal for them. And they're the ones that are coming up, not us. Like the kids who are all the generation, every kid I know, I work in the schools. All the kids are playing video games. Every one of them are. So they're going to grow up. They're going to grow up with video games being an absolute norm. I don't think video games are going anywhere. I think those are massive marketplaces, especially inside the game, and especially mm -hmm. buying digital items inside the game. I think you're going to stick, are going to be massive. And if they allow people to buy and trade and sell these things, that's a huge market. That's I believe that's going to be that. I, I just believe that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Arachnid said, uh, you know, al already rich people will buy this stuff because it's low risk for them. People will buy NFTs to a point. People with average money. I mean, um, I mean, it's true in a sense. I feel like um, the people with all of the money, right? The the liquidity will be able to go out and purchase these things just like this dude just, you know, goes ahead and purchases 900K, um, you know, plot of land or whatever, um, you know, without batting an eye probably um, for something that has not even been completed. You know what I mean? This is just an idea that's in Peter Molyneux's head. You don't know exactly where it's going. You just know that there's a possibility here. Um, I feel like uh, NFTs will be around for a while, a long, long time, if not permanently from now on, just because of the simple fact that it manages to make poor people rich as well as the rich people getting richer. Like this is just, this is just something that you create. You literally create something uh, with a little bit of computer skill or none, um, with art skill or none. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if people are behind you, then you can make good money out of this. You can it's you know, no make different. a living with this. It's no different than the real world. A yeah. poor person can become rich if you invent an item people want, like the one guy yeah. who invested post-it notes or whatever. Mm -hmm. You you were poor until you thought of something people wanted. And when you found right. out something people wanted, you became rich. And this is just another avenue for people to do that. And I think it's an avenue in which he's going to stick around. I think the risk, if I was going to address Arachnid, I think the risk is picking the game, is picking the metaverse that will stick. That's, that's the true. risk. Yeah, so it's trying to that's find true. the metaverse that will stick, and that's where it will stick. So if Peter Molyneux's game is one that blows up, like Fortnite, then that 900K is going to shoot up in value. And yeah. I, I, go ahead, Mark. And that's exactly what I was saying. Other developers, I think that's where the risk lies. Like, for example, we're talking about Fortnite. Let's say Epic made their own metaverse and Epic mm -hmm. is offering plots of land. Hey, you want to buy a plot of land? This land is going to be in every game That's that we have. That's just crazy, bro. <laughs> you know, imagine that. Like yeah. big companies, I would, you know, big commercial companies, I would assume they're like, oh yeah, you know, McDonald's, let's, let's put up billboards in all your games. We'll give you billions of dollars for that because it's just advertising. Right. So yeah. I think that this, you know, I think the risk is, is, you know, which game, which, you know, area you're going to buy land in. But I do mm -hmm. see this coming forth because, you know, Sir Knight made a, a valid point. All the youngins nowadays, like I've, 
all my coworkers at work, they're talking about, you know, their daughters and kids, they play games so much. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, your 12 year old daughter is all about game. Cause you know, back when we were kids, people played games, but it was a little more, you know, it was was a little more, I guess, nerdy. Now everyone just plays games. It's it's just a norm. Um, But I would say that more of this is probably going to come. I wouldn't quite like bet on one yet, but like, let's say, let's say in the future though, MMOs, that would be really cool. If everything in your MMO, you can buy and sell with crypto. You can subscribe to the game with crypto. You could trade people in this, you know, or if they have their own, you know, let's say gold for World of Warcraft is gold coin or some shit. It'd be cool to use that for subscriptions. So when you're bartering in the game, it's like, wow, I could just play this game for free if I play my cards right. Because some yeah. of my favorite times at MMOs, when me and my brother used to play EverQuest, we started in two, in the year 2000. Me and my brother, we never leveled up high. All we did was go in town and trade and beg people for items. There's a point where my brother <laughs> got – there's there's a point where my dad, where my brother would ask my dad, hey, can you list these items on eBay? He sold a staff at the age of nine for over 100 bucks on eBay. So mm. I, I would say – and I would say things like this are going to come about. You're going to get items in games one day, be able to sell them, get money in your Dude, pocket. I so think, I think NFTs, man, are the coolest idea um, when it comes to like pushing marketplaces forward. Honestly, like I believe that with all my heart because NFTs are bringing to the virtual gaming world what already exists in the real world. Uh-huh. Like when I see Marcus wearing that sweater, like there are literally a finite number of those sweaters. It's not like in the video game world right now, everyone like has the same skins, has like the same, they earn the same things. There isn't really a whole lot of uniqueness. Right. Like if you can make it to where people can buy and sell unique things, uh-huh. like I think that's like, and NFTs have made that possible. Where before, yeah. you know, it wasn't like that. You just buy, you know, you buy the digital outfit or whatever. There isn't like yeah. something unique that you just purchased. And I like, mean, that's so cool to me. And honestly, like, let's be real. NFTs have been around for a lot longer than this stuff, right? Like, I mean, all of the all of the cosmetics that you purchase uh, in um, Halo, uh, multi infinite multiplayer, or a Call of Duty, or whatever, all of those gun skins and stuff like that. All of those are technically NFTs, right? You paid money for those items to get them. Now, if you could take those items and put them back on the market right. to resell again, right. now we're talking something different. We're saying we're saying that yeah, we're saying that okay, I pay this twenty dollars for this little skin on my gun. But I can use it for a while, and when I get tired of it, I can put it back on the market. This and was because always, there's not so many of them, I, I can get that money back. And this, this, was, this was always what I was concerned with when I first jumped into Hearthstone. Because mm-hmm. I was used to playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And Yu-Gi-Oh! is a, world, a, a, a real-world card game where you trade yeah. with real people, your real cards. And Hearthstone... Once you purchase the card, it's just stuck. You can't do anything else with it but play with it. Mm-hmm. This yeah, would allow me. This would allow me to trade other people what I own, and I think that's like huge. This NFT thing has made it so much. Is opened up just a whole new um, avenue, a whole new market avenue. Um, I think the plots of land thing, mm-hmm. um, the plots of land thing is a little strange, and it might be a tad early. But that's not really that ridiculous. Like I think that's just 
the next that's just the next step where you can buy physical portions of that world yeah, I don't especially especially if you have anything absurd with that, about that yeah, especially if you have a business, you know, let's say like you're, you know, Nike or whatever, you know, Nike's getting into NFTs and you're, you're telling me that maybe this game or whatever legacy is like some type of a, a shopping center or something. You know, you go in here virtually, you can go to the stores, buy the stuff you want or whatever. Then, yeah, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to make all of my NFTs. So as soon as that shit drops, boom, my store is filled up and then, you know, and I can get that buzz and stuff. I would say if the first company, my guess, if I had to gamble, is mm-hmm. Valve is, is working on this right now. And the reason why I say that is because all of Valve games, if you buy a skin in Counter-Strike, you can sell mm-hmm. it for real money on the mm-hmm. Steam store to other people. If you play Dota, all your skins and cosmetics, you can sell and trade other people. So Valve has been doing this you know, for almost 10 years. You can even gamble skins on third-party websites with people. Um, but I would say that I bet you valve is going to start working on, you know, having their own coin or their own crypto. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can, you trade that now for skins to buy, you know, instead of buying, you know, steam bucks, you just buy their cryptocurrency and now Mm -hmm. you use it to trade for gut for weapons and all their loot boxes and cosmetics. So, uh, you know, I, I have a feeling that valve is valve and if an Epic, I bet you, are going to be the first to, you know, instead of buying a card at the store that's PSN credit, it's going to be a crypto. You load it into, you know, your account. So I, I yeah, this is this is exciting. But you know, like I said, I don't know too much about it. So we'll we'll see we'll, we'll see what other companies are going to jump into this. Yeah, and it'll be cool. It'll be pretty cool too if like um, certain companies like you know like Epic. Or Valve, or, or you know, or Sony, or Xbox, or whatever, create like these NFT items, and then make them interchangeable amongst all their games. Like you have this; it's on your account, and now this silly suit or whatever, you can wear this in in any game that's you know uh, part of Sony's uh, you know repertoire, or you know part of Sony's uh, in-house stuff or whatever. So you know you're able to wear like a ghillie suit that you bought for. Um, for Splinter Cell or something like that in in a a, a game like uh um you know Halo or something like that you know or, or something crazy you know what I mean like if you're when you start getting to interchange these things all throughout these games on like all of their platforms and stuff then it's really gonna be worth a whole lot it's gonna be crazy man but um I mean that's interesting Arachnid that uh that that girl had a clothing store in Second Life. I mean, I knew I knew all that stuff, you know, selling all those pieces and stuff like that in some of those large MMO games uh, was worthwhile, but I didn't know you could do some shit in Photoshop and be able to, like, plaster it onto your character. That's pretty dope. So, yeah, they were. she was already ahead of her time on that one. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, how Total Rackets' other comment, he says... Um, I just don't think the metaverse being a place people go to hang out is plausible. I think, but I think that, I think that video games are a place people go to hang out. I mean, I think that's what people do when they play Warzone. I think that's what people do when they play Fortnite. They're going to hang out with their friends. Yeah, if you mean just like a place to like sit and talk and chat, yeah, maybe it won't be like that. But they had chat VR and that was booming. 
they did have chat VR and that was booming. But I'm just saying, like, I think like, like, it, like I've said before, it depends on the game, depends mm-hmm. on the type of thing we're talking about. But I think that that will happen. And I think like, when you think about, let's say, just like what Mark or I said, think about Fortnite. Imagine if they sold you a portion of Fortnite, you know, a plot of land in Fortnite, how much money you could make off that plot of land. Like, oh, yeah. and that would be very profitable. Yeah, it's not going to be profitable forever. I mean, not even real world property is profitable forever. So I mean, yeah. like everything dies, but it's just it's just another avenue of investment. It's just another avenue of places people can actually buy and trade something that didn't exist before. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, what I don't, what I would actually like to see, I might have to uh, to talk to uh, Chat VR or whatever. But like, why isn't there a virtual reality tabletop game? Like why why isn't there like an area where you can go into a room, have like your friends come in, and then you guys are all playing VR on like this table. You can play like whatever board game they have, and you're just able to play your game in there. But you're 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 at your house. You know what I mean? That would be pretty sick. <laughs> I just don't know if the technology is there yet for that, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just think like yeah, let's sit and wait. You know, like right, let's sit and wait. But I think if we sit and wait, we'll just see. Video games yeah. aren't going anywhere. They're just going to go bigger and bigger and bigger. And they're just become more and more integrated within our our lives. They're going to be more and more uh, integrated. VR. It's going to become more and more natural to just spend money on virtual things. I honestly mm-hmm. believe that. Like, it's going to become more and more natural. It's not going to be stigmatized. It's not going to be weird. Oh, wow. It's going to become more and more natural um, to, uh, yeah, tabletop uh, simulator. We played that, Mark. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't know they had a VR one, so I'm gonna have to. I didn't. I, I didn't know it was VR either. I didn't I, know it was VR either. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's really cool. Yeah, that is. But yeah, so um, onto the uh, the very last topic we have, and it's about Tencent. Um, it looks like they have just acquired, uh, Turtle Rock Studios, which are the people who just created that game, Back for Blood. Um, I thought this was interesting because Tencent seems to just steady be buying people up man like they they keep on adding to their arsenal and uh Tencent is getting so damn big now it's it's pretty nuts like were you guys shocked to hear uh about the back for blood developers getting snatched up absolutely I, I personally was I thought Microsoft would potentially go after them but Tencent obviously has the resources for it um you know Tencent owns Riot they own Epic they own a little bit of Ubisoft. They own a little bit of Activision Blizzard. They they own a, a stakes in a lot of things. So um, you know, I just think, I just think that I thought Microsoft would b- scoop them up first, but Tencent has the money for it, so that yeah, didn't surprise especially me. Especially when they bit. put them on Game Pass, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you think like that. They on Game Pass. I thought that was going to be the path. This is foreboding to me, man. Like, I do not like China. Um, I mean, I'm just not a fan of China, for one. And I think that they're a menace on the world stage. And I think that they are, um, <coughs> they are, they hate freedom. And I mean, I think you can see that in the way that they treat their people and the way that everyone approaches them with um, censorship. They're the biggest country, like when it comes to censorship to their people. Um, there's so many things that those people can't do. And I feel like Tencent, they lure people in with this junk right here, right? Look, at, this is what this is what um, Steve Goldstein, the uh, general manager and president of uh, Turtle Rock, said. He said, um, 
that while allowing us to retain our autonomy and independent spirit. I think that that's the biggest fear everyone has when it comes to being owned by a China-based company whom where the China's China's government literally has a hand in dictated. And that's not like here in America where the government has no hand in any of the American-owned companies. They're, they are right. autonomous. That's not like it is in China. And I think they tell them this until they don't. <laughs> Yeah, this is true until it isn't true. And I just think like it's just a matter of time before this the tables turn and they're oh you they own you. Right? So I mean like they can do what they want with your company and with your IPs. And um that's just like I just don't think I would really ever want to sell to a China owned company who the Chinese government has a hand in their inner workings. Um and it's like Arachnid said, China has um hand in almost everything and um, that's just scary for me in the notion of our video games at what point are our games going to be censored what are what are people not going to be allowed to make um Mm -hmm. and what impact will this have on just future gaming in general i wish microsoft bought them i way wish microsoft had done that um i think it's going to be hard to beat the deep pockets of china though man it's going to be really hard so um I don't know. I was not happy to hear it at all. I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting to hear this. Um, yeah, I wasn't happy to hear it either. Um, so, for sure. So, I mean, I guess we'll have to see what's in store for uh, Tencent in the future. You know, especially uh, you know Turtle Rock or um, whatever the company's name is. Uh, you know, to see That's so what true, they create right? and see exactly how they're like working and maneuvering with this uh, new company they looming see- over their head. They see that big bag of money on the table and they just sign. Yeah. You know, which makes sense, right? Because it's a big bag of money, but you don't know who you're really selling yourself to. Um, yeah. And then most of the time, a lot of them will stay for like, they probably was like a contract where they have to stay for like a year or two right. after the deal. And then after that, then they'll they'll quit and then they'll branch off and then go and make another, um, you know, Turtle Rock or whatever. And you know, it'll they'll just start over again. You know, they got paid big bucks, so it's like nothing to start over again. They did it once, they can do it again, you know. So yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, so uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, that's it. That's all the topics that we have for you guys this week. Um, we appreciate everybody for uh stopping in and and sitting with us and chopping it up. Um, you know, Christmas is uh right around the corner, man. It's like next week. Um, and, uh, you know, then it's the end of the year. Uh, so basically, uh, the next video is going to be the top 10. So we're going to break that off into two videos. Uh, and we'll drop those around the, uh, you know, next week around the same time. And then of course the week after, um, just to give ourselves a little break, but yeah, we'll give you guys a top, our top 10 of the video games for 2021. So, uh, stay tuned for that. And, um, yeah, man, until next week. We'll catch you guys later. Deuces. Peace. See ya. I love you, mate.